Hey there, how are you? I hope you are doing simply wonderful. Today we are talking about the red flags that you should look out for when you are interviewing, so stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis, and my background is in HR which is what I have my master's degree in. And my passion is really helping others, sharing my knowledge, and doing so so that others can make positive changes in their lives. So here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, let's get into it here. Red flags during the interview process. There are a lot of them. (laughs) And let's be honest, it is a major letdown and can be super discouraging to be excited to start a new job, just to actually start and realize it's awful. So let's dive into the 17 potential red flags that you can look out for during the interview process. Number one is a lack of follow-up from the company, whether that is the recruiter, the hiring manager, the team in general. If there is a lack of follow-up or lack of communication, that is a huge red flag. Number two is people not providing straight answers to your questions. So if you feel like you are getting the runaround or really fluffy, vague answers every time you ask a pretty specific question, that could be a red flag in the sense of people trying to hide the truth. Not always, but it could be. Number three is an overall lack of transparency. Transparency. And I am a super huge on being transparent. So if I get the sense that the potential company I might be working for lacks transparency, I want to just go like running for the hills, right? Like get me out of here because it's that important to me. Number four, resistance to you meeting other team members. So if you're interviewing and you have interviewed with, let's say the hiring manager and maybe the hiring manager's boss, right? So typically it's like hiring manager and then hiring manager plus one. in terms of like levels. And if you have asked to meet with other people on the team, maybe people who would be more peers to you versus leaders, and they either say no, or there seems to be like a lot of resistance in doing that, that could be a potential red flag. If their employees are really unhappy, they may not want you to meet with them. Number five, is the people that you are meeting with, they have an overall negative tone. So they don't really seem to be very positive or very upbeat about the work that they do, the company that they work for, uh, so on and so forth. And I feel like when we're interviewing, we can get a sense of people's tone, right? Generally speaking, we can get a sense of people's tone. (laughs) Number six is a sense of overworked employees. Work-life balance is important, right? And if you have been listening to the show for a minute, you know I don't believe in a true balance of work and life, right? I feel like it is more of a an ebb and flow. We're going to go through times where life is going to have more of our attention and we're going to go through times where work might have more of our attention, right? So it's a little bit more fluid than like what i believe people want to have a true balance. I just don't think like true 50-50, you're sitting on, what were those things called as kids? Teeter-totters, I think. (laughs) A kid on each side and you're just equal, right? (laughs) 
I'm not sure that's a thing in the workplace. However, we also don't want to be going to work for a company that just beats their employees into the ground, right? In the recruiting and the HR community, we actually hear the phrase like churn and burn. People will hire people, they'll burn them out, they'll turn over, churn, and they just keep circling the process. And that's not a good environment and it doesn't set people up for success. Number seven, a company that doesn't have a large online presence. So in the world of 2020, (laughs) every company has an online presence, even like non-companies. So the podcast that you're listening to right now has an online presence. There's a website, there are social media accounts, there's a LinkedIn page, so on and so forth. They may not have huge followings, but there's certainly a presence. So if you are going to work for an actual company and they don't have an online presence, that could be a huge red flag. Number eight, when you do your research online, you're encountering mostly negative reviews for the organization. Now, I always say look at reviews with a grain of salt because more often than not, super happy people aren't going to leave reviews. It's typically the people who are upset with an organization that leaves the reviews. However, there should be a good balance of of course, some negative reviews, but there should also be a lot of positive reviews as well. So if you find a company on Glassdoor, on Indeed, on Google, and everything is bad, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. And number nine, if you are extended an offer and you are feeling a ton of pressure to accept the job on the spot, typically companies give employees anywhere from one to seven business days to review and accept an offer. If you are getting an offer and you are feeling pressured to accept on the spot right then and there, that could be a red flag. It's like, why are you so eager for me not to take a beat and actually review this, right? Number 10, if you are unable to see the offices that you're going to be working at. Now, of course, if you're working for a remote company, everyone is remote. That's a different story. However, if you're expected to go into an office and work every day and you can't go see that office, that's a problem. (laughs) It could be maybe the company is a scam. Maybe the offices are terrible. Maybe the environment is so bad. They don't want you to be in the physical, like toxic environment. I don't know. But if you can't go see the offices, that's a big red flag. Now I have definitely had candidates interview over the phone. They've done video interviews and the people they're going to be working for have been on the opposite coast that they are, right? So maybe the hiring managers are in California while the employee might be in New York or the hiring manager is in New York and the candidate might be in California, right? However, there's still offices in both locations. And so even if they're doing video phone interviews, I have offered even without candidates asking like, hey, I know you've done only video interviews would you like to set up a tour so you can actually see the office? I personally think it's important. And number 11, all of the things, (laughs) all of the things are just absolutely chaotic. And when I say all the things, right, interviewing is a process. You typically do an application. You then get a response, whether that is yes or no, right? From there, if it's a yes, you're moving to a phone interview. Typically, there is a request for you know, availability and or like some sort of confirmation email that goes out and then you have the phone interview, then you get another yes or no decision, right? So if at each step of the process, if it feels just absolutely chaotic, that's a huge red flag. That could mean the company just doesn't have their shit together. Maybe they don't have enough resources to properly institute a positive 
candidate experience. I don't know, um, but if every step it feels hard and it feels chaotic and there is just extra effort being put in, I would think about that further. Number 12, this is more of your intuition. If you get a sense of a company being spammy or kind of too good to be true kind of vibes, <laughs> just say no. There was a posting I saw for a recruiter role and it was something like the compensation was posted, which the United States still has not got on board with adding compensation to their job posting. So it's weird in general to have it, but it was like... I think the range was like $350,000 to $500,000 a year. <laughs> Please. <laughs> now there are recruiters who probably can make that much money if you're working on an agency and you're very senior and you have a, a huge book of business built up. Maybe you have equity in the company that you work for, you know, because you help build it from the ground up, blah, blah, blah. But the average recruiter is not making anywhere near <laughs> half a million dollars a year. So whatever that might be for your particular area of expertise, just know if it's too good to be true. It probably is. I feel like there's so many amazing companies out there offering so many super cool, fun, and just collaborative environments and perks and benefits that the cool stuff has become the norm, right? So if it's above and beyond, you know, seven times X salary, what you're expecting, something's off. <laughs> Number 13, a lack of professionalism. This is a huge one. If someone is casual with you, that is not necessarily showing a lack of professionalism. If someone sends you an email and they're like, hey, so-and-so, I had really good feedback from the team. We want to move forward. Are you available tomorrow? Because some people will literally think addressing an email is hey, and then their name is unprofessional. In my mind, that is categorized more so as casual versus unprofessional. Unprofessional to me is when you cross a line. And typically, when someone is being unprofessional, it makes you feel uncomfortable. So if they're being unprofessional, big red flag, if they're just being casual, that could simply be their corporate culture. Number 14, if people are rude or abrasive to you, or if they come across as having a very rude or abrasive personalities, that could be a huge red flag into the types of personalities that you're going to have to deal with if you accept an offer and start working there. For me, respect and having a cohesive team is so important that rude and abrasive would be a deal breaker, but that's for me. Number 15, if your offer comes in super low. So if you have a conversation with the recruiter and they say, okay, great, the salary is going to be anywhere between 80 and 100,000. Is that something that works for you? It does, great, moving on, fast forward, you know, two to five weeks, you have an offer and it's like incredibly low. It's not even 80,000. Let's say it's like 65,000. You're like, what the hell happened, <laughs> right? That can be a huge red flag because you talked about the initial compensation up front. So I would try and understand what happened. Maybe the job was re-leveled and someone just forgot to tell you. Okay, fine, but that's also a red flag, right? Like, why didn't you guys have your shit together enough to let the people who weren't interviewing know that the position was re-leveled? So there could be a lot of different reasons that play into it, but if an offer comes in super low, take a minute and pause. Number 16, if the company has a lot of bad press, it's usually for a reason. <laughs> so just proceed with caution. And number 17, if there is no sense of 
the employees being able to take time away or put down their phone or put down their laptop. So oftentimes companies will say, yeah, we have a great work-life balance. We're super flexible, blah, 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 blah. And then when people aren't working, there is an expectation that they're responding to emails on their phone or they're, you know, busting out the laptop on the weekends to get caught up on things. And that's not surely a work-life balance, right? Like that's not really getting time away from work. That is being able to work in different ways, <laughs> not necessarily being able to step away. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. There are going to be times where it's super busy at work and maybe for like two weekends in a row, you do have to work a few hours on a Saturday or a few hours on a Sunday night, whatever, right? But if it is each day, every day, no time away, and if you don't respond within 24 hours, whether it's a Saturday or not, you feel like you did something wrong, that is a big red flag. So of the 17 things, if you interview and one of these things occurs, right, depending on which one it is, again, if it's a deal breaker for you, that one could be enough. But generally speaking, if one thing happens, it could be something to slow down, pause, think about, evaluate, maybe not a huge deal. If you have several of these things happening while you're interviewing with a company, honestly, I would just stop. It is really sad to hear when people leave a role and they're excited for their new role and they start just to find out it's terrible. If there's a lot of red flags, just stop, right? Bow out, say thank you so much for considering me. I appreciate the time. After, you know, a lot of consideration, I'm going to withdraw from the interview process. You don't even have to give a reason if you don't want to. And I'll leave you with this, trust your gut. We get gut feelings for a reason. Trust them. If something feels off to you, it's probably off. All right. I hope you found this episode helpful and valuable. As always, thank you so much for being here, listening to the show, sharing with your friends. I so very much appreciate it. You can find the show notes below or over at stephdennis13.com. On that website, I also have a page that has a directory of all of the podcast episodes separated into categories. So if you're looking for podcast episodes on resume writing or career advice or job hunting, go check it out. If you want to learn how we can work together, head over to listen to careertalk.com for more information. You can read about career coaching options as well as resume review services. And if you want to support the show, you can do so via PayPal. The link is below as well as on the Anchor app. And if you are enjoying the show and finding value, please take a quick moment, leave a rating and or review. It really does help and I truly enjoy reading them. So thank you to everyone who has done so already. And if you want to reach out to me, you can do so on the socials, mostly Facebook and Instagram at StephDennis13. And then the podcast has its own Instagram at Career Talk Podcast and also a LinkedIn page as well. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so fabulous and so amazing. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day.